0: (laughs) So, uh, can you talk a little bit about the importance of the youth program? Yeah, man, this
1: is special right here. I mean, I can't remember, well, I can remember one time wrestling underneath the lights and getting to do something like this, but it was very uh, special, unique thing. Actually, when I was uh, at Duncan, we were wrestling for the Marauders, and we got to... uh, go wrestle in an OU duel and I'll never forget that type of stuff and um, these kids tonight getting to wrestle in front of the crowd under the spotlight I mean what more could you want for a young kid and a parent
0: No, it's good. Like, I don't remember doing any of this stuff when I was a kid. That's not saying we didn't, but I don't remember that. And also, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, I mean, the continuation. What about the continuation of the program, you know what I mean? So, like, you don't have them big gaps between the graduating class and the incoming freshman class.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what we're dealing with right now, to be honest. Like, with our high school, you'll kind of see that, like, out of our 13 weights, nine of them are sophomores and freshmen. Right. And we really have one senior and just a couple of juniors. And to me, I attribute a lot of that to somewhere in the youth program we failed. Like. Yeah gave them the wrong impression of the sport or they didn't have fun with it that's why they didn't want to keep going I don't know what the real reason is uh, but that's why this youth stuff so important because how you introduce it matters because yeah. I don't really care how how they do at this point to be honest it's just getting them to 6th grade wanting to wrestle yeah. that's the key No, I agree with that You gotta make it fun
0: for them. If not, it's not gonna be fun, and they're not gonna want to do it. So yeah. when they get older too, especially you know that grind. You know it's no longer fun no more. You know. Yeah, and
1: I, I've taken—I'm sure Cody has too—but I've taken some kids in like the yeah. sixth grade, seventh grade, and give me two years with them, give me three years with them with a good attitude,
2: yeah.
1: and we can get them ready. Yeah. Now, give me a kid that knows a little something. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And now, hey, we're talking about a real player when they get into high school, but we're still dealing with. That that even like in the high school you know we got kids coming out as freshmen and sophomores first year wrestling that's tough yeah. you know I mean we can only get so far with them and we're doing our best they're doing their best but you just think what stopped them from wanting to get involved when they were younger you know there had to have been something that was holding them back yeah. and that's why the youth is so important is whether they win or lose I mean we're just teaching valuable lessons here trying to get them ready for
0: junior high. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, parent uh, parent coaches? You know, like maybe some of the do's and don'ts. And this is something that I, I did a, put a lot of thought into myself because the way I started coaching my own son at the beginning, I think, uh, you know, even though he was young, I wasn't really tearing into him, but I started him at three, you know, like competing and he could see my emotions, you know. I'd be like, hey, of, hey, good job, buddy, I'm proud of you. Good job, man, you know they, they, they would notice that. And it became more about pleasing daddy, and it took a long time for me to get that out of him. He was just having fun. Yeah.
1: The youth stuff is so tricky. Like right now, we're watching my nephew, Whitten, out here wrestling, Boomer is a very mature kid for his age, a little bit older than Witten, too. And, and Boomer's a tough kid, but, you know, he went out there and pinned him real quick. But what I'm really proud of watching my nephew is he went out there and wrestled. He he took the loss, and he shook the other coach's hand. Now he's running over giving my brother a hug. Like, yeah. I can deal with that because that, that's a good sign. Even though he lost, it's just a good sign that, hey, He's taking this sport the right way, you know, and eventually being in a room like at Elgin, you're going to learn some things and you're going to figure some things out. And it's just a fine line because you push you push the wrong way. I mean, the kids, once they, once they get a driver's license, once they get a girlfriend, Yep. They might turn around and look at dad and say, nah, I got other plans.
0: Yeah. It's real and you see it all the time. And... You know, it's the other thing, because we talked about in the last podcast a little bit with Jack this you know, kids want to get jobs in the summer, you know, they need some gas I money. Mean, we was talking about kind of the NIL deal, how that would help out. You know, if somebody was letting the kid just focus on the school, you know, instead of so having these other distractions, because in the end of the day, it's a, it's, it's a distraction, but it's a real, that's a real thing, you, you know? It wants gas money, you
1: know? Yeah, it's life, and, and, I, and I know Cody, and I know me, and, like, we take this as life, you know? Like, this is real to us, and we're trying to figure out ways to, like, really, train and really compete. Yep. But we're dealing with a group of kids that they're not necessarily in that mindset. Yeah. Some might be but some aren't and we understand though that that life, you know, like you said, the gas money and some of these kids I coach at Comanche like they don't really even have parents. They may not even have anything. I mean Noah, you know, just talking about Noah, you know, he was legally emancipated. I mean, we're dealing with kids that were their daddies in a way. Yeah. And, you know, we expect them to do something special with training and things like that. Like, it ain't easy.
3: It was painless. He was painless. We well, were just talking about it. My boy fired a shot, though.
1: I was proud of him. He wasn't going to go down without trying something. Well, that's what I was trying to tell him is I'm just proud of how he acted, dude. He took his loss like a man, went and shook the kid's hand. Or shook the coach's hand, shook the kid's hand, never threw a fit. I can work with that. Yeah, I'm super proud of him man, that's hard to watch your kid go out there and know that he's
3: fixing to take a beating because that kid was obviously, like, better and well-prepared. But still, he took it like a little man. I'm so proud of him. It was cool. Thank you, Derek.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no problem. No, I was just talking to Derek about Witten's match, and uh, it's just pretty cool, man, that uh, He's taking it the way he's taking it. I mean, I uh, you remember Wayland's first match, you know, and like he, he had a moment where he t- he went off the mat. Cried, cried a little bit through. Yeah, right. man. It's like, dude, I'm watching Whitten right now, and he took it. You know, obviously we didn't get what we wanted, but it's the i got l- what i want it's, he the, went out there it's the lessons that you learn you're learning how to be a man and look awesome. at
3: these little dudes over here sitting on the bench with their teammates wrestling under a spotlight it's a, it's a cool environment that you can't replicate like in any other any other like little league event you know being able to rescue your kids before a big varsity duel i don't know i'm super like proud that we're able to do that
1: yeah and we're looking at two dudes right now like rivers has kind of got something hooked up on whalen but to me these are kind of some high level kids going right now yeah because you're talking about a nine-year-old who's got double boots in like working
3: a power half and your kids defending it well and yeah i was excited about
1: this match uh this is to me one of the premier matchups, probably for the youth duel right here. Is Waylon is with us all the time in the room and very funky, very unorthodox. And then Rivers is obviously like really accomplished. And it just just looking at it, these look like young high school wrestlers out there getting it. And they're and they're like what six, seven, eight years old. Yeah, they're
0: they're they're young. They're young they're, kids.
3: Uh... That's what's crazy, you talk about them being young, but like Rivers has wrestled on a lot of different platforms, like nationally. And then like you said, Waylon is in the room, and I saw him all through freestyle, all through all of our summer camps and stuff. You know, these are just two kids that you can't keep out of the wrestling room, and they're getting to showcase it in front of their high schools right now. I think that's super cool. Yeah, I was telling
1: Derek that the only time I remember doing something like this, I don't know if you remember, but dad set up a, a duel versus i think mustang back in the day but it, i had to wrestle one of the Hogan brothers at at like um, the halfway point of the ou duel do you yeah, remember that i do remember that and that was like my first experience with like a, a spotlight duel and i ended up winning the match but like man that's a memory i'll never forget and these young kids are getting to do that that's what Elgin offers that's what Comanche offers like you wrestle for our programs we're gonna give these kids something bigger than just your local tournament
4: yeah
3: we uh we like to showcase our programs from like the ground up basically you know or literally the ground up from the very first division 137 all the way to our heavyweight senior kids you know and like Casey said if, you, if you're if you in one of our programs I hope our kids are able to feel special through all this because that's what
1: it's here for is to make the kids feel special yeah I'm thinking a lot about the parents right now because I know we got a good group but there's a lot of um, temptation out there to this and that and, and what do we do with our kid here there man it don't get much better than this right here you, you're talking about two top programs in the state going at it and just I'm looking at it right now you got these coaches over here battling, these coaches battling, all the kids lined up in the spotlight in front of the whole school, that's an amazing thing. Right now we got a hell of a battle going on. One right point, man. I mean, these two kids can are amazing wrestlers, and we're talking third period. One point. Looks like Waylon's uh, actually no. Uh, Waylon came up. Oh, Waylon's up one point. A lot of flopping going on. Four three. Twenty seconds, 20 seconds left. It's a hell of a match right now. Two young bucks.
2: Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Oh! Oh! three. Oh. One, two,
1: two. Two points at Good the end. Great matchup. Great matchup. That's why I got to get on the mic right now. That was incredible. Great matchup right there. Everybody give them a round of applause. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here, man. Getting some good stuff going. I mean, you can't get much better than that. I don't care who even won or lost. It was just a hell of a show. Down to the last five seconds.
3: You know, two kids gutting it out, leaving it out there for all these fans to enjoy. That might be as loud as this place gets tonight. Yeah. Off of our third youth match. Yeah.
1: Yeah, good stuff, man. It was awesome to watch. This will be another good one here, this is Taylan Walden and from Elgin. Yeah, we got Emmett Alvarado, uh, Eli, uh, his dad's one of our coaches.
3: And you're going to see some flopping here. Taylan's Waylon's little practice partner and he'll roll around a lot, but end up in some decent positions doing that. You know, he started wrestling last year and uh, just really trying to develop his skills. He's got all the natural talent, as you'll probably
1: see in this match. We're just trying to find. Yeah. Just watching it right now, I love what I'm seeing, like a lot of good scrapping going on. I mean no easy points. Yeah, and like the key with these youth duels and
3: the hard thing I feel like is getting the right matchups. You know, you you can get a duel where just one side smacks the other side because you didn't get the experience levels right or the age levels right. And I feel like we've done a good job so far of getting these kids matched up
1: competition-wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Because the way that it's structured on weight, there's no age limit. So essentially you could have, you know, a six-year-old, at 60 pounds and then you could have you know a nine-year-old ten-year-old at 60 pounds and that's a big deal maturity wise so it's hard to get those matchups right you just try to do the right things as coaches too
3: and make sure that you communicate ahead of time and just like I said get the best matchups you
1: can because they can be bad uh, with certain weights if you don't get it right All I know is like this is pretty cool right now, just even getting to do this podcast kind of while we're doing this, like wow, this is pretty cool. Two head coaches sitting up here watching our youth wrestle, talking about it, analyzing it. That's pretty neat.
3: Yeah, it's a platform a lot of people I feel like I mean, I don't know, if if we wanna elevate wrestling and, and take it to the next level when it comes to media and social media and NIL and everything like that, this is our platform. You know, this is how we're gonna get it done through our audience and everybody else that's listening up. If you like what you hear and, and you want like more things like this for your kids and at the youth level and more exposure for wrestling, I urge you to share these platforms and get them out there to the kids. You know, just we're, we're our own uh, voice right now as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, just trust in Elgin Public Schools, trust in Comanche Public Schools, trust us coaches that we got the best interests for these kids and we're. We've been through this stuff, we already know what the youth is like, we know what junior high is like, high school, college, we know all that stuff, we've been through it and this is special and I keep saying it but trust that hey, your kid is going to get the best treatment being involved with these two schools.
3: match right here going in the third period Walden up. The two reversal makes it four to nothing for Walden up here in the third period 30 seconds left
1: yeah these two have been just scrapping I mean it's nothing super flashy or fancy just some hard wrestling and oh, it oh looks like okay we kind of I'm gonna make my way down and coach my boy a little bit I haven't got to do it in a few matches so I'm gonna go be there for him and come back okay I'm gonna get I'm gonna just keep this thing rolling as of right now I'm just sitting up here alone which is fine but I'm gonna just keep talking about this stuff um, it's like we got a, a reversal there at the end, which is gonna end the match four to two. Walden, hell of a match. Another great match if everybody can give him a round of applause. It's awesome. it's <laughs> Next up we got Jackson Breeze and Waylon Rowell. So right here we got my young nephew coming up over there on Elgin, Waylon Rowell. Jackson Breeze from Comanche. Um, Two young studs going at it. Breeze with the early takedown. you know, my little nephew right here, uh, young stud, last year was a state champion. It's just amazing to get to sit here and watch him wrestle, to be honest. And Jackson Breeze, you know, like I've known his family most of my life. Uh, went to school with his, with his parents. Uh, To see him out here battling right now is a cool thing. Getting to wrestle under the spotlight. Um, Waylon looks like he's got a a cradle secured, five seconds left. Going to end up getting three back points on that. Score is going to end five to two after the first period, going into the second period. Cody ran down you know like his boys both of his boys are in the wrestling uh, event tonight and, and I got two young boys at home both of them are sick currently but they're at a little different stage in the wrestling game than his boys uh, not quite there yet uh, but we're working on it trying to get him going um, but it's cool to see Cody go down there with his boy and coach him up and get him ready to go um, Dalen Presgrove, our junior high assistant, just pulled his chair up during this match. Um, just wanted to see kind of what Dalen might have to say about what he's seeing so far. Like Dalen, what do you what do you think about some of these young
5: guys wrestling under the spotlight? Man, it's it's an awesome experience uh, for them and for us as spectators, you know, and fans and parents, loved ones, everything like that. Being able to see your son uh, out here on the mat in front of a home crowd under an, an official dual kind of situation. And this moment's just one of a one of a kind, something that I didn't really get to experience at that age. So I'm a, I'm a little bit jealous for these kids. Uh, and as a, just an audience member, just a spectator, it's awesome seeing the talent, the the experience, everything like that with these little kids. I was telling Coach Miller a second ago, like we've got some studs out there that if they just stick with this, they're going to be bad to the bone on both sides, Elgin and Comanche. And, I mean thinking about it uh, 10 years from now whatever we might see a rematch of these same kids you know so it's it's kind of a cool little uh, history in the making kind of situation right here it's just unbelievable yeah
1: yeah man I'm like I'm at all watching it too just like, that's my nephew out there right now, you know, from Elgin, but that's my nephew out there wrestling, and he's, he's wrestling of our own, you know, Jackson Breeze is doing a fine job, but it's very special, like, I watched him be born, you know, and he's out there wrestling, Waylon ends up finishing the match right here uh, with the pin. A uh, good, hard-fought battle, um, but it's just kind of surreal to see these young ones getting after it like that. Uh, like I said, kind of had a loss for words a little bit. All right, next up, we got Sebastian Hasley and Joey Jackson. i'm up here playing announcer which is something new i've never done (laughs) but it's kind of cool i like it Sebastian comes out there with the early takedown. You know this is one of Shelby's boys, right? Yeah, uh, him and Cat. And uh, Sebastian's been in the program for a couple years. Um, I've seen him kind of go through some ups and downs. The NOAA tournament, if you remember, he hurt his elbow. Remember the boy in the corner that hurt his elbow? That's Sebastian. So... You know, he's, he's kind of been around for a while, and it, I've been hearing some good things about him this year. And just watching him right now, he comes out with the early takedown. Like, that's some good stuff. The other one, Joey Jackson, uh, Cody's walking back up as we speak. And uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about Joey Jackson. What, what you know? I don't know much about him. So Joey Jackson's Hunter Jackson's little brother. Okay, uh, makes Nathan sense. Nathan Jackson's son. He's the third. Jackson. Okay, Joey. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. He, uh, yeah, I know Joey.
3: Wrestling for a long time. Just uh, I don't know. He's a, he's a fantastic kid, man. Wrestles his butt off out here. Doesn't go to a ton of tournaments and stuff, but's always in the room working. You know, and he's one of them kids. Like I know Nate feels bad because he hasn't taken him to travel like he did with Hunter and all that. But I'm just telling him, man, I promise you, you're doing the right thing by having him around it and, and doing this right here. This is a lot
1: funner than going a damn Yeah, definitely. And, and I was telling uh, Dalen, like Sebastian, dude, he's been up and down for years. I've known him for years. And like, there's been some years where, uh, Kind of injury prone, but dude, he's he's kind of on fire this year. He's looking pretty good. I'm I'm, I'm excited watching off. him. Yeah, he's doing great right now. Waylon round fire pack. I know, man. I'm proud of him, man. And Jackson fought hard. It was a good match, but Waylon just got some funk to him, dude. He's definitely got like great balance and great body awareness. I like his his calmness out there.
3: Has gotten a lot better. And not normally, be so proud and normally when matches kind of get a little haywire, and it's kind of haywire that at first he got taken down. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's how
2: yeah, how, but how that, I
3: used to wrestle, you know. But then he kept it really calm and just I don't know. That's cool to
1: see. Well. I'm kind of unbiased, I mean, it's my nephew, but obviously Comanche, and I like the Breeze family, like, it's a good family, but watching him get taken down right off the bat, in my mind, I thought, well, that's not really that big of a deal, you know, like, that's kind of how it goes sometimes, like... Just give it a second. And yeah, I gave it a second, and Waylon started opening up and hitting his stuff and looking good, and it was fun to watch, man. It just, I
3: mean, and that's, this sounds crazy, I'm talking about an eight-year-old here, but he's coming off a three-match losing streak, too, you know, and he told my wife, you know, he told Alyssa, he said he lost his first match at the tournament Saturday against like his arch rival, you know, in a tight match, and then he lost two afterwards, and he said my head was messed up afterwards. And, Man, that's hard for an 8-year-old to tell tell you that. But also, what a mature statement from an 8-year-old, you know, to say, my head wasn't focused enough to wrestle those
1: other two matches. I don't need to let
3: that happen again. And I don't know. Well, think
1: about, like, in the high school. We assume these high school kids just are mature enough to figure it out. But are they, you know, to me, are they dealing with the same things? Yeah, probably so. Like, we just think... I think sometimes we think it's a little bit easier than what it is, and it's not. No, it's not at all, and uh,
3: no matter how your kids react after the match, no matter how they react you never know how much they truly pour into it and how much they really i don't know how much they bleed into the sport until you see how they react after they lose the match you know what i'm saying and uh i've seen every motion and every array of gamut from my kids as far as being sad being upset being motivated but you know what i've never seen i've never seen i don't care you know and that's that's big to me you know and i i, I love that and i'm proud of my boys because
1: Yeah, and uh, that's hard to judge, too, because that I don't care, it's like, what does that look look like? Because you want them to handle the loss well, and maybe they come off calmly, but there's a difference between coming off calmly and that I don't care look. Yeah, You can kind of tell as a coach. We've been doing this long enough. So right here we
3: have Blayson Sellers wrestling for the Owls. He is a fourth grader, excuse me, he is a fourth grader. uh, Tough little kid. His dad Chad helps out with our youth club, and uh, just been around wrestling for a while. He's up
1: four to nothing right now at this point. Yeah, and then we got Jackson Hines. Tim's our head wrestling coach for the Comanche Takedown Club, and you know, Tim's one that wrestled at Duncan with us, so you know we've kind of known him for a long time and working hard in the youth program. And he's got his son out here battling right now. His son, uh, also his mother, Brooks Schoonover, our longtime neighbor, yeah, growing she grew up. up about four houses down from uh, us. Yeah. So I mean, the the connection is deep here with some of these kids, and that's no, what's cool is I see a lot of people here that
3: have kids our age, I mean that kids people that are our age, having kids that are our kids' age, and they're getting them involved in wrestling. Some people who I never, ever would have thought would have got their kids involved in wrestling have their kids involved in wrestling
1: now, and I think that's really cool to see. Yeah, definitely, and just watching right there, Jackson's kind of having a hard time staying off his back, but golly, he's fighting off his back. Yeah, it's 10 to nothing, he could have rolled over and got pinned right there, but what we're teaching these
3: kids is, if you get pennon's in that's a lot of points compared to just losing a regular match losing a decision major decision you know every single point is important when it
1: comes down to the end and i think that's one of the cooler things to teach these kids yeah and if you're in a match um, if you're in a match just at a tournament it doesn't really matter but this is kind of This is kind of showing the details We've talked about that before, too, of how you coach kids differently in tournaments
3: and in duels. Like, in a tournament, you know, you tell a kid to go out on a sword half the time, you know, when you're losing, go out, try something crazy to win at the end. In a
1: duel, you might not do that because you're trying to save six points. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, where else are you going to get those lessons from? Other than here tonight, it. I mean, we uh, you know we do with
3: our youth program that I think's really big, and my wife does a good job of like correcting me on this because I always say practice is canceled because of the duel tonight, and practice was never scheduled in the first place. Like we don't have youth practices on the nights that we have duels.
1: Can I cut you off real quick? Yeah. Just just looking at Coach here running across right here. I just sent him a text message. We just got some young kids, kind of, and they're having fun. I get it. You know, they're running around, but like, kind of got the football throwing. I'll get them guard dogs. I, I know. I, t- I tell coach here. I say, hey, can you just tell them kids to chill out right now? You know, because hey, nah, they they're cussing him right now. Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's a big moment right now, and uh, these young ones are out here battling, and. Um, <laughs> You know, coach had to go get it get it set up real quick with them young ones Say eh? you need to get in the stands and self-support. <laughs> Winner of that match there was
3: uh, Blayson Sellers. Um, that leads into our next match with Ace Absher, no no that was Ace Absher, no that was Blayson. Oh, Ace, 76. Is this, is
1: this... This is Ace Asher. Yeah, yeah, we got that one off. Is this him? so? Yeah, that was Blaise and Sellers.
3: Yeah, yeah. who's this? That's an ace. Alright, here we got Ted Henry and then Ace Asher. And that's my mistake.
2: Last match was Blaise and Sellers. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we're good now. We're good. This is Ace Absher. I got to know Ace last year coaching youth football. He was a quarterback for Wayland's football team. His dad Joe helped coach um, there in Elgin, and they're a new family to Elgin. Uh, Joe actually owns Wayne's Drive-In in Lawton, cool. and uh, is just a great, great supporter of Elgin athletics. He does a lot for our school and. Uh, I don't know, we're just another guy we're happy to have on our team and glad his son's out there battling for us.
1: So that match ended up finishing pretty quick. Old Ted out there ended up getting him a pin. And Ted is a longtime Comanche kind of native, the Fugates. You know, we, we, me and Cody, we've known him for a minute, and shout uh, out Greg. shout out, you know, and uh, TJ, Greg, and some of them guys, and uh, he went out there and got it done, and I've known, uh, Ted's a little freak, I, I've seen him in PE, and he's, it, we're really excited about his future.
3: Up next for the Owls here is Jonathan Amosquito. Next up we have Jonathan Amosquito
1: and Valia uh, the thing is is oh lord that was a nice headlock that was a great that was a great headlock right there but uh I'll just say Thalia get ready but Thalia is a tough one like she's she's a brother to Sebastian that just wrestled and they're all a part of kind of Shelby Anderson and Kat Anderson you know that's all their kids and they got about they got about five of them in uh, youth wrestling right now and Thalia she's a fifth grader we're gonna get her next year in the junior high and we're pumped about her She's tough. John's
3: a sixth grader. He's a first-year wrestler for us. That's just an extremely good athlete, and uh, we're just we're trying to make him uh, ready for junior high next year, just kind of like her, you know,
1: and get him ready, ready to go. Yep. And, you know, the girls' wrestling's changed where it is with some girl-on-girl girl, uh, going on. But you run into some situations like this where we had a weight class set up and Thalia was the best one. And she just happens to be a girl. Um, and I think we can kind of speak on, and this doesn't take away from Thalia, but at the younger ages, girls are very successful. They, they tend to mature a lot faster, a better balance, better flexibility, uh, maybe even more maturity. Um, and then you see, kind of, as it gets older, things kind of change over. But girls wrestling, I mean, at that young age, they can—they're pretty tough. Yeah, that's
3: just uh, just what you spoke on. They're flexible, they're athletic, they're coordinated, they're strong at that age. And you don't really see the age and gender difference. I feel like open up until you get into bigger junior high weights and stuff like that. Yeah, this once match is highly contested with uh, Jonathan kind of taking the front end of like wrestling and getting it done scoring wise but what I'm worried about is the technical violations here. He has two yeah. so far and uh, we're just hoping we don't do
1: anything crazy here to give up any more points. <laughs> yeah, you see that like athleticism come out from Jonathan but the technical side of the sport... Yeah, that's a real issue sometimes. Yeah, so like right here, she's
3: on her back, and we're hoping for a pin really bad, so we don't have a chance to shoot ourselves in the foot, and we got the pin, thankfully, but that's a really tough girl y'all put out on the mat, it's
1: Yeah, and Thalia just needs to keep her head up. I know she's crying out there right now, and, and no one likes to lose, but she's got to keep her head up because she's going to run into junior high in the next year or two, and... She's gonna be going against some girls her size and her age, and she's gonna be she's gonna be dominating she for us. Just fine. Right here we have Chase Elam for the Owls, and uh, we got Keaton Selby. And Keaton's a sixth grader for us. That's in our room, and uh, I like Keaton. He's a tough kid. Even though I don't like that he just backed straight out of bounds, um, but he just needs to go wrestle here. Our
3: kid Chase Elam is a. He's a- Fourth grader for us. He might be about five pounds heavier, but uh, he comes from a long line of brothers that have wrestled. Austin was a couple times state qualifier. His brother Gage starts on our team right now as a sophomore, and he's the fourth one. Or the he's the fourth one, but uh, he's the third brother that I'll have in the Elam family wrestling. Related to Nathan Jackson, Joey Jackson, their cousins. Their mom and Nathan are brothers, sisters. So just a, a good long line of family wrestling right there for us.
1: Yeah, when I saw Elam on the list, I just kind of put two and two together that he was probably related to one of them. And That's the thing about wrestling is you're known by your last name. So even a kid like him where maybe it is, he's kind of newer or or whatever, maybe not accomplished in the game, he still got respect because of his last name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Absolutely. uh... I mean, that's how I feel about your boys, my nephews. Is like, you just look at the last name and you're gonna get a certain level of respect right there just from that yeah both good and bad yeah good know? and bad for sure especially at this age like sometimes we want to say hold on a second they're yeah. just they're just four years old it's my four-year-old baby yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Send a, a six-year-old killer to tune him up yeah, but yeah. that's just part of it man and uh, i'm so thankful my kids know that process or at least i think they do man
1: and, uh, from what i saw I would be very proud if my boy just stepped out there and did that, and maybe next year we'll see. Um, But it's almost inevitable with this sport that you got to take your lickings at some point. I don't know; it's hard to watch a baby take them. It is, it is. And even though like B and U have some success, people don't know the the failures we had also like we weren't always good <laughs> no and uh, I sure wasn't good at this
3: age when like my kids are I feel like you know or I didn't I didn't have like the the mental structure that Waylon has to see the bigger picture just because I feel like our parents were new to the game and everything but me and you've been around it and we grew up in that environment where we know how to prepare our kids a little bit more ahead of time and what to look for and what to see in the big picture. not saying that even though my parents didn't like have that set out in front of them, they set out the best foundation possible
4: without a blueprint, I feel like, you know.
1: Well, dad did a good job of studying others that were successful. And then also knowing just how to be a good person. I mean, that's a big part of it is, as long as you're teaching them how to be good people, that's a that's a good foundation right there and so in the end our dad taught
3: a lot of kids in in Stevens County right from home uh, yeah, yeah, and and how to work hard, a little structure. Yep. And, and I have people till this day, 40 year old men, that come up and tell me how thankful they are for my father back in the day. You know, and I, I'm still so thankful for that. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely.
3: We got a burner here, three to two, with 15 seconds left in the third period. Elam's up. He's gonna be on bottom. They're gonna cut him. It
1: looks like. That'd be the wise decision, because no, oh, no, no, they're gonna no. try to go on top here and turn him with 16 no. seconds left. I don't know. We'll see. You know, youth wrestling. You never know. Oh. I mean, oh God. Oh, he's got an opportunity here. He's got him kind of in a Five situation, seconds. but it don't look like he's gonna be able to get it out, though. It's a tough decision right there, but we we'll gotta to to learn okay. from it.
3: So in that situation, Casey, uh, down by a point with 15, 16 seconds left, uh, there's two options. You either think your kid could turn them, or you cut them and give them that point immediately and try to go get the takedown. In that instance, they tried to turn us, didn't work. Uh, Hindsight's 20-20 on that, you you never know what would have happened the other way.
1: Yeah, and I just think that's where you know, no knock at no coach, but you, you know, you have to know your kid there. Yes, you got to say, hey, am I better on our feet? Am I better on our on top? Can we do we have a turn? That's that's good. And how did the first period go? Yeah, the match go? Yeah, and that's where um, they trusted him on top. He almost had it. I mean, it's not. I would. I don't. I wouldn't say that was a bad decision. After I don't think so. Either. After what what I saw, just. You know, you got to know your kid and got to figure out ways to win matches. Right here we have Colton Parti for cool. the Owls shooter we call him. They just had an awesome shot shot on him by who's that case? That's it? Jake Lane and Jake's brother is Ty and he's on our high school lineup. And they're some tough kids, man. Their dad I believe wrestled at Empire. So they kind of got some wrestling in the blood. Lane's uh the last man? Yeah, Lane. Who's your daddy? Um, I'm not sure of his first name, um, but I know like Zach Lane, Buddy Lane. I don't know. Yeah, that's, his, that's their
3: kinfolk. Okay. And I grew up with, with Zach. He was my age, and uh, he had an older brother and just knew them from Empire. Yeah, that's their kinfolk. Yeah, good, good wrestling
1: family. And I'm not sure if that's their dad, um, but I probably should know that. But I know that, that's, that it's in their family. It's in their blood. And these kids have kind of been, been on the basketball side of things for a couple years, and now we kind of got them hooked on the wrestling. Side and they're athletic, man. We just got to teach them the rules of wrestling. That's it. I can tell, definitely. You'll see kind of with Todd and I, like young freshmen got a tough matchup with Braxton, but I think you'll see some moments of athleticism from him where you'll say, hey, that kid just needs to learn a little bit more and he'll be all right, and uh, I believe in wrestling where Anything can happen, right? So if you got a good attitude good mindset, there's no telling what might happen on the mat But what I like about Ty and his brother is, is they are just good athletic kids a lot of promise a lot of future They just need to be coached We got to coach them up That'll end the second period with the score three to nothing for Lane going into the third. Let's go! And it looks like they got the score going over here a, a twenty-four to thirty-seven uh, score. Elgin being thirty-seven plus twenty-four. That's a heck of a youth goal. Yeah, absolutely. And if this
3: match continues
1: oh. this way, especially, it might be real tight here at the end. Yeah, because we're looking at we're in a pinning combination here with Jake if we can somehow get the six You know, we're looking at a 30 to 37 matchup right now. That's That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty fun to watch
3: Final two matches coming up
1: here. We have Daryl Foster for the, the outs. Final two matches, players. Score 30-37. Great job to the youth teams. Good job to the coaches.
3: Like I said, this is Daryl Compton for the Owls. He's in sixth grade.
0: Daryl Compton and Logan Dodds.
3: Daryl's a sixth grader. Uh, a sixth grader um, been wrestling. You know, a funny story about Daryl is he came out last year, wrestled a little in folk style. His first tournament he went to last year, first wrestling tournament ever, was Freestyle State in Cushing. He said, All right, let me go and see what the big dogs are. He okay. went up there, got tossed around, wrestled all summer, did private lessons with Dominic Benedetto. Who's a state placer, Russell's at UCO, just in the room working, trying to get better and prepare himself for seventh grade. That's what's been cool. I'm fortunate enough to coach these sixth graders throughout the day in my PE class, so we just prepare them ahead of time
1: for junior high and try to get them ready. That's pretty cool story right there. Um, the Logan right here, you know, actually I don't really know Logan. He's... He's just been involved in our youth program, but I haven't really gotten to know him on the junior high side of things. So I've seen him at practice a couple times working, and I've asked him a little bit about like who's this kid. Um, but I'm curious to just kind of watch him and see what he does. I know he's kind of got a background with some jujitsu type stuff, so he's already kind of dabbled a little in the martial arts. But uh, kind of getting more into the Wrestling this year, so it's kind of exciting to see see how he does. Going to the second period here, it's two to zero for Compton.
3: He's in the top position.
1: He looks, he looks all there. He looks ready to go. He kind of reminds me of one of them Tat and Just looks strong and athletic, and yeah, he's a good kind of got that same dude. haircut, you
3: know. Yeah, like he yeah. just, looks good just another good supportive family you know we're, we're happy to have on His mom rachel is great in our program and uh, i don't know we're just we're happy when we can get people who work hard for our program give them the opportunity for their kids to be showcased out here too we have ranking matches to see who makes these teams but trust me your kid gets a little bit of extra consideration if you bleed into our program you know and i think that's fair as, as a coach yeah.
1: Here. We Colton
3: Cry, and we
2: Tyler,
3: Walden. Tyler Walden here for the Owls sixth grader. Uh, not his brother Taylor wrestled for us earlier, and he's been wrestling about the same amount of time, just trying to figure it out.
1: Now the thing with Colton is, I think he lost a ranking match at 110, uh, so he's kind of, you know, going to have to deal with this 125 action up here, and doesn't look very good so far, but. Um, He's got a great family, too. You know, his dad's a, a great guy, lots of brothers and sisters, and he just got to keep working and take this sport a little more serious, got to commit a little more, and that's the thing about wrestling is you, you you put the time in and good things happen. So that will finish the youth side of things. Uh, 49 for the Elgin Owls and 30 for Comanche Indians. Great job. Alright, if we can get those two teams to just shake real quick, let's finish that off with a nice team shake and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Everybody give them a round of applause. Great job for our new Alright, let's go ahead and clear the match. Let's clear the floors. I need the girls to line up. We're going to get some introductions going. Starting out tonight, 76 pounds, we got Harper Klinkenbeard and Olivia Campbell. Next up at 102 pounds, we got Joyce Staff and Emma Milan. Next up at 110, Haley Roy and Lulu Tadanetta.
2: 110,
1: also we got Chloe Jackson and Amelia Passy. All right, Passy. 126, Ali Majure and Sandy McGreg. Then on the high school side we got 145 Caitlin Cole and Riley Cottrell. 155 Selena Clazeda and Elena Hercules. 165, Kit Mills, Symphony Belows. And then 190, broke West, and Abby Angelina. All right, let's get it going girls. We'll start off at 76 pounds. Uh, Harper, here and Olivia Campbell. Let's get it going.
3: So here we kick off with our girls duel, and uh... Kind of the same thing, we didn't uh, do anything official here, we just matched them up and got the best weights we could, best girls matched up to showcase our program, starting down with the little ones here with Olivia Campbell for the Owls and Harper Klinkenbeard for
1: the Indians. Yeah, and the Klinkenbeard family here in Comanche, pretty prominent family, I mean, you're talking about Delbert's, you got the Red Plains butchery, and then you got Kale over there with the, with the lab, the new fitness center. and. Very, very uh, influential family in the in the community, and, and to see, I got a young girl out here scrapping. It's cool to see. I mean, you see right there some good aggression. I mean, I like that. Oh
2: can't
4: do that.
1: The old Bronco Nelson. Yeah, you got to watch out for it. You can do one half, just
2: not two halves.
1: And that's just a part of the sport. But that's one thing about these youth wrestlers is they just got to learn the rules and... Coach Oz is doing a great job. Coach Todd Osborne's out there refereeing for us.
3: And uh, Coach Osborne was the head coach for the Owls before I took over eight years ago. And it has been just a great mentor and like a leader, somebody I can uh, look to for advice in certain situations. And um, just overall a great
1: man and a great man for the sport. And I think about his ties to UCO, you know, that's something that like people just don't even look at him to me like that anymore is, this dude's a legend. He's a national champion and uh, he wrestled, you know, for Team
3: USA in Japan one year. He, he's a really, really accomplished wrestler and, uh, I don't know, he's just, he's just somebody that I'm grateful I've got to know him growing up and throughout my coaching career. And uh, just I'm glad to have him around and
1: refereeing our duels is someone that we don't have to yell at a lot as a referee. The one thing I know about him, uh, is he's uh, he was an outstanding wrestler, right, at the national tournament. Yes. I'm almost positive, yeah, that he was one of the few UCO national champions that were outstanding wrestlers. I mean, I think there's only been two. I want to say actually that there's been six or
3: seven. I have to look. I only know of two: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, Oz and uh, Casey Allen in
1: 2015, correct? 14, yeah, 14, but uh, it's still something that sticks out, like in UCO's long line of history, like this dude is a legend, yes, absolutely, looks like Harper's gonna, it's kind of got near fall going on right now, she's up 5-1, probably gonna get up 8-1 to after this period's over, unless she seals the deal right here. Good job by
3: Campbell fighting off her back. That's something I went down and talked to my youth kids about, being able to not get pinned in this goal, and once again, just how important every point is, and. Uh how they should fight for each other as a team. Wrestling is such an individual-based sport, but when you come together and and you compete as a team, you really rely on one
1: another to not go out there and get pinned, to give up six points. I mean, if they can learn that lesson at five, six years old, how good are you going to be in high school? I'm teaching seniors that right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm teaching kids in high school that have never heard that concept. No, not at all. And uh, sometimes it's all about just how tough you are out
3: there, about how flashy and good you can be, how tough can you be, and Olivia Campbell gets pinned there, and that's no question to our toughness, just getting beat by a better wrestler, and that happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. clinking Beard with the fall and the first weight.
1: Proud of her, proud of her family, I'm glad they're involved, great boosters for our program also, I mean, I don't know, it's exciting to see her in there. That
3: I see here that I'm just so grateful for as we see all of our youth coaches down there coaching them. Like, our high school staff's down there too with them. You yeah. know, like my head assistant's right there high-fiving a, a seven, eight-year-old girl, you know. Yeah. And um, that's just, I'm, I'm very proud of her. Yeah. Next, Next up, we got
1: Joyce
3: Mylan, staff and Emma Milan. So, Emma Milan, uh, just another cool
1: story about her: she is Nathan Jackson's stepdaughter. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know if this is right or not, but um, the little the little Cliff girl, Mackenzie, was saying that maybe they're kin somewhere down the line. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're all kind of related down the line, and uh, Emma is, you know, she's Nate's stepdaughter, but she's been raised around a bunch of boys these past few years, a bunch of wrestling boys with all the Jacksons and Elams, and uh, you know eventually that's going to have to break into the family business, and she yeah. does a good job. She also dances on the aisles outlet team and went to state a few weeks ago and she's just an overall kind of
1: athlete at the school. And uh, Now the other one, Joyce, man, you know, I got her in P.E. like two years ago and a little outlaw that convinced to wrestle and you know, she got her first win this year and only been wrestling two years. It's really her first year. She, she did a little practice last year but to me, like she's a scrapper. I watch her in practice. She scraps, and like I got a close relationship with her grandma. And I mean, there's some cool stuff. Like I see that because she
3: tried to start with the rear neck choke on us right there.
1: That's what we teach, though. Yeah, that's a good stuff. I just thought ours would let it slide. <laughs> no. No, it just shows, like, some of the inexperience with some of these girls, like, they ain't used to all this, you know, like, no. we're putting them out here in a big show right off the bat. But look, there's some good little wrestling action going on out there right now. I mean, look at that. We're getting counts right now. Get you some. Some back points coming in (laughs) for a top wrestler there in an awkward position. Very awkward. But hey, today I I had a war for my life with these girls wrestlers. They tried to snatch my shoes from me today in practice and jump me in there. They tried to jump me too, and I resort to violence. Yeah, I got the spray out, the disinfectant spray. And sprayed them all in the eyes I don't know I don't know <laughs> gotta do something man I can't hit them but I get spray disinfectant at them.
3: that ends the second period with the score knotted two to two we had near fall points for the Comanche wrestler and then a reversal for Mylan.
1: some good stuff man I'm proud of both of them just watching them it's cool stuff very cool stuff and she's one, the, you know, Joyce, uh, I could see her in the high school being a scrapper for us. She's got to stick with it. And then, and then ultimately, this sport can change lives. Where would she, you know, I don't know what her life might have been like without wrestling or whatever, but I see positive things happening in her life because of wrestling. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I see that with a lot of kids in my program that need wrestling a lot more
1: than I need them. Mylon working a half here on Ooh. top. She's in trouble right here. She's got to get her arm through or she's going to be in a tough spot and she might be stuck says like she might be in trouble i don't
3: know if she's fighting, she's fighting off her back we got the That's near I'm fall talking about. points That's but what she's going to make her arm scrap through here at the end 30 seconds left with referee holding three near fall Hey, I'm I'm impressed that she didn't give up right there. Coach Oz awards the near fall. scores five to two with 20 seconds left. Milan running the
1: half. She yeah. gotta start reaching for that half though. Man, that's like a common mistake that coaches are taught. We taught that. We were taught that when we were little. Reach up and peel it off. Yep. Well, when you do that, you're just raising your elbow up higher, and then the.
3: What I tell kids to do in that situation is attack the elbow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the weakest joint you have right there. You don't want to fight their bicep or their forearm. Coach tears calling you, and it must be oh, something. Okay. Oh no, you're good. No, that was a heck of a match. And the end of that match with Milan winning five to two.
1: Next up,
3: we got Haley Loy and we got Lulu Tabinissa. Brenda Russell in her seventh grade year here.
1: And to me, she's again a a case of last name. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, she automatically got my respect. And these two girls have wrestled before. Yes. And she's beaten Haley. And Haley is one of my studs. So to me, this is one of the premier matchups right here. I agree with you as well. Lulu,
3: just someone that started wrestling this year, like we talked about. But we're trying our hardest to get her caught up with
1: the curve. And uh, being raised in that wild, tough family of hers, I think she's going to be all right. Uh, I already know. I mean, watching the match where she beat Haley, hopefully, at least on the Comanche side, it don't repeat, but Haley got the takedown, but they kind of got in some funk, and she caught Haley and Pender. Yeah, and uh, Lulu's dangerous with that. She was losing 8-0 at Altus the other night through a headlock and Pender girl. Right now, Haley is on a mission, it looks like, and if she can seal the deal, that's probably the best thing because... I don't like wrestling with this girl. She's tough. Hang on Lulu. Lulu gets off her back and will end the period five to nothing for the Indians. And Haley if she just don't shut down right here, she's looking good. But Haley is one that we have to coach up every week. And she's a great girl, but the mental side of the sport is so real. And these girls, even the boys, mostly the boys, but the girls too, they one little thing can really mess your confidence up or mess your mindset up. And it could be as, as quick as a period. One period you're feeling good, the next period... You can have a mental break and you you, you, you know. So hopefully Haley on our side can keep doing what she's doing.
3: Chattanooga on bottom here with 30 seconds left. She's struggling to build her base and work up underneath. Haley's run a wing a few times and uh, gotten close to turning her, but now she's just riding her wrist hard, looking to finish out this period here with 15 seconds left.
1: The thing about girls, and I think you could probably relate, is. I definitely don't want to go on bottom no it's uh <laughs> it's weird with girls it's a
3: learning curve definitely learning how to coach these girls and where to put them you know, notice that Haley went neutral right there our best no we went on bottom there which i'm kind of wondering like normally i think we would take neutral okay. and Haley to top here it looks like
0: because she just wrote us a whole period
1: so i guess Haley thought she had the choice and was holding up neutral. Yeah. So she was basically saying right off the bat, that's not what I want. Yes. And then you see in this third period, she chooses top.
3: Yeah, and I think that's a good choice, to be honest Hopefully. Yeah,
1: I mean, why go on bottom? Because these girls see that, and logically, the bottom is the worst position to be in. Yes, you're the closest but, to being pinned. Right. But uh, guys like us, old school wrestlers, that may be the easiest place to score. But yeah, some of these kids don't see it that way.
3: No, and uh, so many of them are trained to automatically take bottom. You know, we've had to break a lot of kids. Hey, look in the corner. Let us talk to you. You know, yeah. we're going to coach you. Know your wrestler. We're
1: going to coach you based on how you perform. Yeah. And and this seems like this was a great strategy match on our side where we we went two periods on top. Yeah,
3: wrote us rode us pretty hard uh, for, you know, two and a half minutes pretty much. Took us down the first 30 seconds, turned us, and then now just been on top. And we will finish the match five to nothing and avenge a loss earlier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Proud of Haley and great job to Lulu. I mean, she's she's got it. She got it in her blood. She's gonna be all right. She's got to keep keep working. The same for Haley. You got to keep working. Great job,
4: girls. Great matchup.
1: Next up, we got Chloe Jackson and Amelia Cassie.
3: What you got on Amelia? Amelia Passy is an eighth grader for the Owls, first year to wrestle. Just a tough girl that decided to come out for wrestling this year. And uh, this is actually the first time I've got to watch her wrestle. She wrestled in the Cash Girls tournament, I think went two and two. And uh, I don't know, we're just trying to get her trained up. And she's in on
1: a good double right now looking to finish. Yeah, and, and Chloe, we got a, she got a twin. So I still don't know the difference. I just call them twins and she's a worker. She comes to our high school practices. She's been fun to work with. Her dad's very involved. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Hard work pays off, and She's gotten some wins this year, and we'll see what happens this match. Now, I will say this. You know, we did have one girl that I wanted to really see wrestle tonight. Grades were an issue. That's a part of junior high sports, high school sports. And I uh, would have loved to seen her kind of out here wrestling. But next man up, in this case, next woman up. And Chloe's here, ready to bang. And... 2 match, we still got a match going on here. Yep, that ends the period, pass up two to nothing, shoots a double leg, takes you down, and controls the period. And I like these twins, man. They're, they're good kids, they they work hard. It, it's just funny, like, and I ain't even trying to learn their names yet. You know, it's just too twins. hard. It's too hard, in. man. Oh, look at that, She's gonna for the snake. Let's go. <laughs>
3: She went right for that snake dog. Oh, she did. We need to get our elbow down in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah,
1: she's Lift ready. it. Lift it. Get that foot out and lift it. I, I feel like she's getting her leg kind of caught. We'll see. She's still in Let's it. Let's go. Turn it. I want to get on the big mic and yell.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Say, hey, lift it. I've caught
3: myself wanting to yell from up here a few times and uh, looks like we're going to try to work through on a double
1: here and get a reversal. Yeah, now she needs to let like, go of the head. She's going to get herself in trouble now she's in some trouble here she ended up getting pinned if she don't let go and that's what it's kind of looking like now she's in a bad position I'll tell you what if it's our choice which I don't know who it was second we deferred boy I hope she goes down again We'll give us another shot at that snake yeah yeah one more shot please it's about our only shot really it's 4-0 it's gonna be hard with one minute 7-0 to come back Third period, new bottom. We got a chance. We got a chance if she can hit some of that again. Just ca- All we need is to catch it one time and get strong. But Let's see if she makes a move out front. Oh, oh no, 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 no. And now if we get it, it ain't nothing.
2: I
3: need my coaches to be screaming that the snake is coming.
1: <laughs> no.
3: And I see Coach Bake talking right now about pinning them elbows to your side. Well, I was thinking he
1: might need to say, get your elbow up. <laughs> Just go ahead and put it up for us. I'm, oh, we're in trouble. Yep. We're in trouble. That's usually a good solution right there. Yep, yep, yep. We're in trouble. Oh, yep. You gotta let go of the head, you gotta get your arm through, you can't hang on. It doesn't look good with 30 seconds left. No. Oh! Oh! Maybe I'm wrong, pull it under.
3: The girls are so flexible, man. They're extremely flexible, and they're in a position here. We're gonna scrap till the very end, it looks like, with 10 seconds left. Scores 13 to one, they make it back up to their feet. Passy's winning, just kinda need to survive here. She's looking for it. She's, She's trying moving. to get something big at the end.
1: Good fight to the finish,
3: though, we'll take it. Good job, girls, great scrap out there. Passy winning 13 good to job, one. Girls. good
2: match. Brother.
4: Next up, we got Allie McGregor
3: and we got Shandy McKeague So, Shandy McCaig for us is a freshman.
1: Now, Allie, I just met her this year. And. I don't know what to think about her yet. She's, she's, she's got some competitiveness to her, which I like. And she's got some athleticism that I like.
3: Sandy's a girl that I just got this year as well. She moved over from Lotton Eisenhower. She used to come freestyle with us a lot and I got to know her and her family ended up making a, a move out to Elgin, you know, and enrolling her out there. And she's been been a good one for our program. Her little brother, Bo, wrestles on our junior high team. And uh, she's a tough little girl for a freshman, just trying to trying to get some matches in and get better. As our next girl walks out
1: with her shirt on, Let's go. It's good sign for us. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you never know. You know, Ally just walking off right there. She just uh, she just gotta figure it out. She, you know, she's getting a taste of it right now.
3: Coming out to that Zach mine. Hear that? <laughs> that now. <laughs> Right got and Riley, Riley Cottrell Riley for the Owls is a freshman, got her this year, uh, has a little bit of jiu-jitsu background, and we've just been teaching her some wrestling this year,
1: doing a pretty good job for us, proud of her, going out there battling. And Caitlin, her brother, wrestled for me, and was a tough kid, very tough, he's at the Air Force, uh, yeah, the Air Force now, and Caitlin has kind of wrestled on and off. But now she's back with us this year. And she got her first win the other day against Cash. And we'll see what happens. I mean, she thing about her is she's in the room with C uh, and Brooke. And she's taking some whippings in the room. And she just keeps getting up, keeps going. And you know that pays off. Yeah, it helps when you got some hammers in there, you know, to uh, lead the way. And we have
3: some of those, too, with Symphony and Alana and Abby, you know, just girls that have been in the fire before and they do a good job of preparing these new girls hey this is real competition once you get in here this is uh, these other girls are coming out here to whoop your butt so you do better ready. better be ready to go
1: yeah that's probably the biggest thing with the girls is uh, they they Don't know how
3: physical it can be. Yeah, you know, sometimes the practice room doesn't give you anywhere
1: near the idea of what it's like when you get out there in the fire of things. Shout out to Miss Dobbins over here getting the big screen going. Got Caitlin's picture up on the side. I think that's pretty cool deal while she's wrestling. Just giving her some shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a great job It's cool stuff though because Just try to make these events special Riley currently
3: up nine to nothing working on a half here in the middle of the second period Good job girls Brings us into a match I'm really excited
1: about coming up here. Victor Ochoa is next up. We got Selena Vega
2: and we got Alana Garcia.
3: So this is a match I was kind of waiting on here. Uh, Alana wrestles 145 for us, but we wanted to make sure she got up against the best match possible against uh, Cece here. Taking, gotta, taking take her, her bull ring Taking out. her door knocker out real quick so she can get out there and wrestle. But uh, my girl has a bull nose ring too. That's
1: why I'm ready for this match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun to watch. And that's a nice little shot she tried to hit right off the bat. Selena, state qualifier for you. Yeah, yeah. Woo! actually no. She fell just short at regionals last year, but she did get third at junior high state. Yeah,
3: she's a tough girl and she takes the quick two to nothing lead here with 40 seconds left in the first period against Alana. Alana is a girl that fell short at regionals as well. She beat the three seed right off the bat and then struggled to qualify on the back side, but uh, she's a tough
1: girl. Wrestled freestyle all summer, went and traveled. and The uh, best thing with C is she, did, she was one of the few that did freestyle with me and was a freestyle state champion it's awesome so I this is a this is one of the best matchups right here I, I'm excited to see Brooke and Abby also I think that'll be a good one but this one is this, this one Brooke and Abby and then Haley and Lulu were probably the three I was really wanting to watch what's a uh, Brooke ranked in your class I don't know the exact ranking, but she's got to be top three. I mean, she got third at state last year in all classes, and the you know now that the classes are split. That's, she, I knew she
3: was probably a top three ranked, and then Abby's ranked number two, and yeah. uh, in the bigger class. So that's a big marquee matchup with two girls that are at their weight classes, you know, and, and they're ready to go. That's going to be an awesome one to end the night. with. I think so too. So, going into the second period here, scores two to one. CC winning right here. Alana's on bottom, making it up to her feet, trying to get an escape.
0: Scrappy.
1: oh you gotta get back up. See, sometimes with these girls, like, I gotta keep teaching them, like, they, they stopped using their feet. Yes, they just try to sling. Yeah, and that's what I saw right there with C, is she quit using her feet. And uh Alana, Alana got a nice drag reversal punch here with a bar and a
3: half and see if she can get anything off of it. C's she's going to hip over and get her hips okay, in. We got so we got a weird Oh,
1: We're we got some a, stuff Okay, now, okay. You
3: know? Okay. Yeah,
1: we'll see. 10
3: got- seconds left. 3 to 2. Alana, she's working in sort of a snake situation. Arm
1: behind the back. We got some weird uh, weird stuff going on here with that arm. My shoulder would have been gone. That'll end the
3: period at three to two for Hercules. Going into the third, it's going to end exciting here. I can already tell. Cliff's going to take our Cuzada is going to take bottom here.
1: She's got some dangerous stuff if she don't get turned here. We'll see. Oh. Oh. I think she gave up, I think she gave up two though. I saw two. Yep. I see two swipes getting awarded. Oh, some weird, weird funk going on. Maybe she's giving up three. I think she gave up three.
3: We're in a position here, boys.
1: Just how we planned it. Yeah, you just can't get sitting on bottom like that. I mean, that's the thing about these girls is man, they chose bottom. But you, you gotta be careful, man.
3: So that's gonna be three near fall for Hercules. Make it six
1: five. to five. Yeah, the scores wrong. Hopefully your coaches don't see it. Yes they, they do. do.
5: <laughs> yes they do. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's 65. It's over. You got Jack coached up down there. Go
6: ahead, Coach Bake.
1: You choose bottom, you got to be able to wrestle on bottom. That's just what it is. Kind of wish they'd go into overtime. Look at them out there bouncing.
3: That'll end the match. Hercules will win 6-5. Great match,
1: girls. I gotta figure out.
3: That'll bring up here uh, Symphony Belows for the Owls.
1: Next up, we got Kid Mills and Symphony Belose
2: and is
3: Symphony's two-time state champion for us. Uh, She's the best wrestler I have in the whole room. Boy or girl, I feel like, Um, she's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, she's just a good person too, and like, you know, Kit, she's another great person. She just don't have the same experience. And that's like we talk about the matchups
3: and getting things right. And we said, "You said this is a first-year girl," and I said, "Symphony's two-time state champion. You know, what the best we got." But you said absolutely no problem letting her wrestle this girl because you knew like Symphony's not going to go out there and ragdoll this girl. She's not going to go out there and put her in a bad position. Symphony's like a champion for girls wrestling. I don't think she'd ever go out there and try to embarrass a girl, but she's going to go
1: out there and perform. Yeah, she's going to get the job done. And I, I, I felt that way about her. I mean, there's always the thought of like somebody getting hurt or that type of stuff, but yeah. I do feel differently about her and I know who her dad is and I know who her family is and that stuff, it shows on the map. yeah, we're very proud of her. I mean, she's
3: someone that'll be tremendously missed from our program and uh, I don't know, hopefully I can get her back. She's gonna sign at OCU here in the next couple of days. She got a great scholarship to there, which is well-deserved and uh, she's gonna be performing at you know the college and the national level for a long time and then hopefully I can get her back to
1: coach these girls for <laughs> me. That'd be incredible. Great match. Great job girls. Good time state champions, and leave a load. The last matchup right here, great matchup, We've got Brooke West, Abby, and Angela. Two top great girls in their weight classes and in their classes. Good match nice to get on.
4: Abby Angeli's
3: a sophomore for us. She was a junior high state placer, same bracket as Brooke, and uh, was a match away from placing at state. In the same way as Brooke, you know, uh, two incredibly talented girls to end on here. This match will go 0-0 zero zero in a second. You've got to get him. Get him. Here's the ultimate decision here. Uh, you guys deferred there. Normally, I would
1: take bottom right off the bat, probably. But in this type of situation, how do you feel about that with Brooke? I think it's a good decision because Bottom is always iffy for us. I agree and it's iffy for us as well. We've just been trying to set like a
3: tone with Abby that if you want to win at this level, you got to put your butt on bottom and you have to get up, you know, and that's that's hard right here when you're asking a 190-pound girl who's
1: long-legged, big frame, to get up from bottom, but you have to. You know, you know the thing with, with Brooke is she's one of our studs, junior high state champion, and she straight up uh, the other day, she lost to the Perry girl. Tough matchup, and uh, she's too heavy. But it's like she, she weighs the, the same, same as you. Now. But that's kind of their mindset, though, is they see it like that, and that's something we gotta overcome with her. But to me, also, when you're talking right now and in the moment, we gotta do what we gotta do right now. Yeah. What we had to do maybe tonight in this duel is avoid bottom as much as we can. So zero to zero going into the third. I think that the choices has to be bottom. It has to be, I feel like, in this situation yeah. because even if you get turned right here, like it's your You best still have a chance. It's your best chance to score. But, but again, this is a lesson where... Oh, See what I mean? But this is a lesson where, like, you got to get away here to win a big match. Agreed. Agreed. It's it's zero to zero. You get away, you win a big match. And uh, if we can teach these girls that in December, uh, we're better off. Yeah, but I like the way it's gone so far. I think we've, we've, we've chosen the right strategy so far. It looks like we're going to get one, and I have no doubt that we we'll, we could probably just squeak this match out with 30 seconds left, 1-0. You'll see how Abby, how active she'll get in this last 20 seconds here to try to
3: score. I'd like to see her really go out on her sword here and try to go down with something, and
1: I don't know if she has the offense to make it happen in the last 15 seconds down one to nothing. Yeah, these 1-1 periods, I mean, we are limited. Them, but at the same time, it is what it is. You know, you know how much time's left, and yeah. uh, we're not gonna. Oh, oh, she went for it.
2: Oh, 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 oh.
1: and she got oh. it, and she got it. Brooke got caught flat-footed. She got caught flat-footed, and that's what happens. And I about fell out of my chair uh, just because it was exciting there at the end. That was really cool. <laughs> well she's got to keep wrestling and that's what happens so tough lesson but good job to abby finishing it finding a way to win up next will be the high school boys hey uh, did you get the videos oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that dude's got some going down, Tony. I saw his headlock the other day. and Oh, my God. I the headlock. Yeah, the headlock. There is the
6: headlock. Oh,
2: God, that's brutality. Wait, what wait, I But
1: what about the white I that
2: blackout, You know, you, in my light. you got it You hit that, it turns off the three spotlights, and it just keeps on you're So then we run out, you run out. and you, just on the uh, uh, you hit guns and then and i have they know what their t-shirts no, are okay, at. No, they should. Whether
0: or they Yeah, they should know. I'll tell them to talk to you about it.
4: I see. If I do that, I feel like I'm gonna have a voice, and then that's gonna be. A we won't make it. No, you might not, but them two down there, they're gonna have very, they're, they're, they're gonna destroy
1: it. Alright, uh, you got that Yeah.
2: Right? Okay, so that's Now, just so, what Tony told me, Alright, let's go ahead and
1: clear the floor, let's clear the mats, let's get this thing going. You know how to a this, you just gotta put that to get that mm-hmm. Alright, buddy. We're gonna do our run out. Okay. Okay. Where okay. am
4: I feel like I'm gonna mess this up so bad. Hey, wait, wait. what are you gonna
2: trying to call? Whatever. Okay.
5: They're all—they're still getting back. Okay. Did he tell you you want to start playing music or anything?
4: No, you can play it now. So play it now. <laughs>
5: Are you- I
2: you? got more <laughs> <laughs> <I
0: don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating that
4: hushbacks here, so he's...
2: Well,
4: yeah, he that's basketball.
2: the He came in. Usually, if we got hushback and hawkins up here, we're like yeah,
5: we but they're both. Uh, okay. they're, they're
2: walking,
5: hey. There you for Let's flip the down. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
4: You say when was gonna do I'm just gonna like, I mean.
5: Are they for me?
2: They want to keep the music going?
4: I don't know. Lil' frog was really little at me? I don't know. Usually they keep the music going when they do the introduction. Why they just sing? I,
2: don't
4: know. I don't know. All turn right, the lights back on. They oh, yes. All right. Welcome to tonight's finals between the Elgin Owls and your Comanche Indians. let the music At 106 for Elgin, Daniel Brasier, and for your Comanche Indians, Aiden Fry. A receive a forfeit. <laughs> At 113 for the Elgin Owls, Talon Tapanua. <laughs> and for your Comanche Indians, Cooper Dobbins. On. At 120 for the Elgin Owls, Dylan Lester and Hunter Jackson. And for your Comanche Indians, Hayden Dugan. At 126 for the Elgin Owls, Bryce Martin. For your Comanche Indians, Gage Jessen. At 126 for the Elgin Owls, nobody. For the Comanche Indians, Legend Yates. Dylan Brown. <laughs> for your Comanche Indians, Matthew Hunt. <laughs> At 144 for the Elgin, Owls, Gage Elam. For your Comanche Indians, Bradley White. At 150 for the Elgin House, Braxton and Tuna. For your Comanche Indians, Ty Lane. At 157 for the Elgin House, Casey Meyer. For your Comanche Indians, Eric Roy. At 165, for the Elgin Owls, George Tapadua and Gage Dittmeyer. For the Comanche Indians, Bryson Bethany. At 175, for the Owls, Jack Angley and Jacob Jackson. For your Comanche Indians, David Tidwell. for the Owls, Elijah Myers for the Comanche Indians, RJ Roberts
2: oh. at 215
4: for the Owls, Zayden Roberts for the Comanche Indians, Justin Mann 285 for the Owls. Jace Williams. He will receive the fourth. <laughs>
2: wouldn't <laughs> <Stupid sports. laughs> I hope
4: there's no seats. I think I mean, I, do you want? Hey, do you want me to do in between matches, or do you want me to? Do it? Here, you can have a
6: chair. I'm good, man. I was driving for six hours. <laughs>
0: All uh, right. So up first we got a uh, Talon Tadnipper
6: and uh, Cooper Dobbs. First match. What weight is this at? This be at 113. At 113. All right. Let's see if Talon has a highlight reel tonight. He's he's known for picking kids up. Yeah.
0: For the 113 matchups that we and Callan has Callan usually pretty starts. He usually starts pretty
6: fast, so. He looks like he's been able to get in shape rather quick coming yeah. off the football season. Yeah. Got a little hand fighting going on, looking for head control. All right, Talon takes a shot, still working it. He looks pretty, I mean, he looks pretty healthy, you know, even though like he made flat weight. He certified at 106 today, so, oh wow. I think he came in off of the season probably like what, 120, 130. Yeah. Which is
0: not uncommon for them lower weight guys, you know, especially ones that play football, so. Oh, yeah. And
6: Helgen having a really good season this year in football. Oh, yeah.
0: What he's he's looking for right now, just trying to keep his head up and his hips down. Yep, looking for control, trying
6: to finish the pin. What he initiated, the pin off of the chicken wing.
0: So, you got the fall in the first period in a minute? Minute in the first period? Yeah. That
6: was a good match. So, who do you got next there, Derek? Looks like Dylan Lazar. Yeah, Dylan Lazar and Hayden. Hayden Duggan? Yeah, Hayden
4: Duggan. Hayden and Dylan Lazar. Hayden Duggan.
0: Hayden Duggan. Hayden Duggan. Hayden Duggan. All right. Denzar is another guy. You know, he's been up and down on his weight. He's been able to keep keep it down and maintain it around, yep. around the 13 area yep. here the last week or so. So yeah, I had him in, in
6: off looks, season. Yeah, he's definitely a hard worker. puts the time in. So it's good to see him at the weight, being healthy, hydrated. He's also worked a little bit with uh, with a former. Elgin alumni, uh, Dominic Benedetto. Yeah, Dominic's been the doing off-season. a good job with him. Over, at, over at UCO now. Yep. A broncho, is that what they call it? Yeah, Dominic's been working with a lot of youth too. He's been yep. doing private lessons. so and We just saw him uh, recently this week back at Elgin yep. during, the, during the holiday working with the kids too, so that's good. So we have a takedown for Lazar. Yep. yep. He's on the hips right now, trying to find a pin. Pinning combination. He's looking for a bar.
0: We're minute to the first right now. Two zeros to score.
6: You know, it's one of the highlights of being a volunteer coach with the program is seeing these kids in the off season, put it together, you know, between the weightlifting and the conditioning and whatnot, then pulling back on the weightlifting, getting on the mat, and just honing their technique, their skill, and finally seeing them during the season having success. So,
2: you
6: can always be, be grateful and proud of that, you know, with the program that Cody has over there in LG. All right, so Dylan's on top, riding the hips. Looks like he has an arm. Yeah, so this is a good door. Uh, typically, a good door we got. It's the Rao brothers. Uh, Casey, they got they got a pretty young team this year. Yeah. Uh, and and coming out to the Comanche door has always been a highlight, at least uh, for me to come out here and watch this just to see the competition. You know. The beginning of the season, they get a get, get some good competition in a dual setting, yep. and you know prep for and prep for state or regional and state competition. So, no, this is definitely a good test for both teams. I would yeah. I would assume it's kind of been
0: a I think it's been a highlight for both teams. This dual has you know Elton and Comanche, uh, you know have the last dual before uh, Christmas break. Mm-hmm. is pretty good. Too. Oh yeah. So Elgin the bottom here, going into the second. The Kent Comanche deferred. No, this is going into the third.
6: Yeah, going into the third. What were your thoughts on the on the club duel that we had before the, the high school, and before the girls there? Yeah, I was our, our fine. Young
0: I ones. Like it.
6: yeah, I like I like doing that. I like doing that. We've done it in the
0: past, but we've never done it at that level. Right. So that's good. Good to see. All right, so and something we, we did with Weatherford too. Uh, when we went out to Weatherford, that's how they did it, and it was a
6: great idea. So, you know, it's part about the rest of the community, you know. right? Building up the community, giving the kids opportunities to get yeah. out there. And we have a pin for Elgin, yeah, at 129 in the center second period, yeah. So um, next we
0: yeah. have Hunter Jackson. it's a, it's a, it's They it's a, it's a, Gage, Jensen—is it Jason? We really don't know a lot about Gage, uh,
6: but you know, Hunter—you know, third place in freshman year, second and sophomore oh, yeah. year—constantly improving, getting better. Oh, yeah. Jackson, uh, and It's just—it's just amazing to see these kids from you know starting out in the club, going through middle school, and then. Now here we are, here we are in high school, and my goodness. Is Gage a freshman?
0: Junior. junior? Okay, Gage is a junior. Okay. Looks like a pretty solid
6: wrestling. Yeah. Hunter with the two-on-one, looking for a trip. I didn't realize that No. Yeah, that'll help out. Yeah, thanks for pointing out the here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank y'all.
2: Your Your feet! I
0: know what you Notice how Hunter was controlling the leg there?
6: Yeah. Controlling the leg right at the circle, the edge yeah, of the he's mat. Trying to, he's trying to elevate, elevate him. There's good mat awareness too to bring him back in yeah, so yeah. he can uh, either work the pin or get the back to it. So we're
0: short time here, tw- about 20 seconds left in the first. You got like him trying to bar maybe run a chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's staying heavy to keep him down. Short time, five seconds here, scores
2: 5-0
6: You know, that's one of the things too with the the Elgin Wrestling Club website, or excuse me, with the YouTube page, I've heard a lot of our younger wrestlers looking at those pinning combination and those pinning series that Cody put out there. Between the the chicken wing, bar and a half, and all those things, and just, Basically, doing homework and then coming back to the mat and bringing it to the room, which is great to see. Yeah, all right. So, what do we have? So, uh,
0: so we got choice, elgin got choice. We deferred, they chose bottom. Uh, and Gage was able to get his one point escape now, so they're on their feet.
6: Looks like Connor is controlling the center of the ring. All
0: right, good a little sweep single. Ugh. So Hunter with a takedown. No, didn't wow this is take down that we out of bounds, a minute twenty seven left in the
6: second. What does Hunter normally uh wrestle at? Like? This season he's kinda of bounced back and forth. Yeah, right? he, he yeah he said he,
0: 120.
6: 120? Yeah.
2: 120. Get back up! Get back
6: up Got another cradle set up from Hunter. And you got the pin. For the 132
4: matchup, Bryce Martin and Legend Yates.
0: So we got Legend uh, Legend Yates here, going against Bryce Martin. Bryce Martin, which got third last year at 106, wrestling at 132. They actually bumped Bryce Martin from 126 to uh, went one, wrestling 132 here. I'm sure you enjoyed that. Oh yeah. The Legend. Uh, that lateral drop? Lateral drop. Now, Brock is on his back at the moment. He's fighting.
6: All right. He's still fighting. Trying to avoid the pin. He's getting to his belly. He's still working. Right. What a scramble.
0: Yeah. What a scramble from the bottom. did a good job there uh, yeah. getting on his back. But give it up to Legend, man. Give it up to Legend. That yeah. was a good setup with that. He's doing a good job at keeping pressure on Bryce here, which is what he should do being a heavier guy. the yeah. He's doing a good job in the water fighting hands, getting to Nice cradle there. This guy cradle. So Bryce right now should be trying to fight the top hand yeah, here. Yeah, he is. Alright, not right, out of bounds. Uh, that was just really good control by Legend of the seconds left of the 1st A 8-0 Comanche.
6: Can you recap the end that last one? Oh, yeah. So uh, it was Comanche with the fall in the second period. But here we are now with Dylan Brown and Matthew Hunt of Comanche at 138 around a good double leg here. Yeah. I was able to talk to Dylan uh, down on the floor before coming up here for the podcast. He weighed in, I believe, at like 134, 135, so didn't have to cut any weight. Now nah, feeling pretty healthy. Not good for him, man. He's, he's typically our 132 pounder. So. Yeah. Had
0: a little bit of trouble uh, making weight when we wrestled out. I believe he was uh, 10th over. There we go. the escape here, mm-hmm. 30 seconds left in the first, Dealing right back to the shot here trying to work it. Coach Howard's doing a real good job of coaching
6: him, getting off his knees so he can stay more active. Dude. Yeah, you know sometimes you see the kids do that, it's kind of like a, like a safety. Thank you, yeah. blanket. you know, they, they feel they're good there, but we just give up so much when it comes to mobility and being able to get around.
0: I'm assuming he was probably aware of the time was uh, the short time there, so. Yeah. So,
6: okay. so if we go into the second period, we are 4 to 2. 4 uh, to 2 us, Elden takes bottom. In take in the bottom. So let's see what Dylan can
0: do here. there's a smart call, I man. We're up by 2. Nice sit-out. Oh, yeah, with a good sit-out out bat. Oh, wow. that. That's really good. Looks like he was going for the switch, but just had a little bit too much separation there and was able to get the one out of he it. Just took it. No, really explosive. There
6: we go. Oh, okay. Good scramble good there. Scramble. Good, scramble. Good, scramble. good scramble, dude.
0: Good scramble. Now we're going to restart. just got two now it's four, or five. What was that, was that a snap down? Yeah, it was a snap down. Comanche scores two on a snap down.
6: Dylan currently's up in tripod position. Tripod, pressuring back, trying to get one, maybe a reversal. He's fighting hands from the bottom pretty good there. Oh yeah. We got another sit up, almost, and we are, we are back to All right. Good scramble, good scramble on both of them. Yeah, good man. scramble
0: and ended up with Dylan getting them once, not 6-4 uh, of <laughs> A good scramble and uh, gives us the 8-4 right?
6: Elgin. Elgin. You know what a things about this match right here? We got Matthew Hunt. He's a freshman at one thirty eight. Yeah, and he is definitely competitive and not taking this lightly at all.
0: No, that's that's, that's good for Manson, man Good for Matt. Like I said, they got a young team this year. Got a solid freshman out here going into senior. Oh, locked hands, Elgin. So typically in a lock hands like that, when there's a locked hands, what the ref – the coach's coaches is called a free move, right? Mm-hmm. So you pretty much try anything to get that two. So the turn of, uh, from a two-point to a three-point, you know, okay. penalty into three points without any uh, risk of uh, him scoring off you because as soon as it's done, the ref's going to stop the match and they get the roost on it. And award that point to the uh... – Yeah. So now the score is 8-5, Elson Okay. okay. So, uh, Hunt was able to get to escape. 8-6, Elgin. Yeah, this kid's definitely a gamer. Oh yeah. Coach Rob, definitely a gamer. Okay, and here we are. Now, uh, Hunt was able to get the takedown. Take
6: down. Now it's 8-8. Dylan tripod, see if he gets out. Okay, one time got to for, escape. Yeah, one point for Dylan there. Got just a little Nine, over there left in the period, third period. So what would you be coaching right now in this situation? We're up by one. You got fifty seconds left in well he's period.
0: the rest of smart. Right now he needs to be
6: he's be doing a better job of humbling.
0: He's doing a better job humbling there. He's Get out of that high crop situation when it happened. Said he left his right arm hanging high. And uh Hunt uh, took advantage of the situation, so now we're losing by one. But all in all, a good solid match. Oh yes. there we go straight for the set out again. He's still active. Like right now, Dylan this is going to be thinking about like, get that point. And if the team comes, come. Because he needs to do something. 30 seconds left here in the third. He does not need to slow down. 15 seconds here. 9-10 from Vanessa. He has to work. Give that to Matthew Hunt there, you know, 138 pound freshman, uh, you know, you know, was losing the majority of the match and it's far hard to come back and win that, you know. You know, I know Casey's probably overjoyed right now. That's what you want to a- see in a- any wrestler, no quitting, one. you know. The freshman coming out, wrestling at a, at a good weight.
6: Yeah, good for, good for them against, against the senior and, and doing all that, so. I don't know, Dylan, it looks like he got gas there in the third, right? Yeah, it did. Well, you know, he was using a lot of energy, being explosive, getting out of those, using those yeah. sit outs, and uh... it paid off in some areas. But yeah, it definitely snaps the gas tank.
0: So we got Gage Elam, Gage Gator, gator Elam, Gator built against Ryland White. There we go. So uh, a
6: sophomore with Gator and a freshman with Ryland. With Ryland. Yeah. You know, for a long time, many of you know uh, Gator's first name until I looked at a lineup. <laughs> that's, that's for a lot of kids to know. Yeah, them, their nicknames.
0: Gators a solid wrestler, you know. He uh, coming off the uh, Weatherford tournament win.
6: Mm-hmm. Did he come up through the uh, Elgin Elgin Wrestling Club, Elgin Grapplers? Oh yeah, yeah. That's made Jackson's nephew, dog. There
0: you <laughs> go. So it's almost mandatory to show yeah, up, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's 2-0 with a minute left, Elgin. Yep.
2: Okay.
6: Yes. Gator on top, maintaining control. Got a bar, looking for that half. See if he can get a turn.
2: Try
0: right not, Gator needs to be looking for a bar, right? Okay. Because he needs to stay heavy. See, he got on his knees there and the kid was able to extend up there. Yeah, I saw that. little tripod, get up, get
6: his hips away. And it looks like he has a, a two on one. He's controlling. Got 15 seconds left. Looks like Gator has a half. He's yeah, running it. it the half.
0: Short time here. Five seconds. There we go. Oh, wow. Pinned. Pinned with two seconds left in the first. Mm. That's another one of them things, man. You don't ever want to give up. You want to have the heav- heaviest pops on there, and some kids will look up and see not the most common, and they'll relax. So we got Braxton and
6: Tuna here going against uh, two freshmen going against each other. Time 150. You know, one of the about Braxton and Tuna, I'm a multi sport athlete, you know, wrestling, you got track and field, football. Yeah, you he's know, just always active, very athletic.
0: Yeah, he did a good job in football. He got his first uh, high school career touchdown against Anadarko this year. Awesome.
6: Braxton with the takedown, now he's working top. Ooh, what was the takedown that you got there? I was, I was looking away. I was actually
0: looking at you and I turned back around.
6: Well, you don't want to be doing that too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so currently he's working chicken a chicken wing. Chicken wing. With a bar? Yep. The bar the so right here you he just want to keep his he- hips heavy and his head up. Yep. Looks like he's settled down
6: pretty good. Yeah. Even his legs, create pressure. He's on his toes, heavy hips. He's sitting through
0: there. Okay, now he's scooping the head. So there you so go. Again.
6: So he just went from a chicken wing to a reverse half, flipping yep. his hips over. Good right. transition on that. Good, good, good trans- transition. Good awareness. Listen almost what you expect from Braxton, you know? Be able to string those together very, very solid. Yeah, I would say he's a contender at
0: 44 this year in the state tournament. I know that was at 50, but they
4: bumped it. And
0: so we got a freshman, Kaysen Meyer, going to sophomore, Eric Roy at 157. So was Kaysen Meyer bumped for this match? Nah, I think i just waiting in at 57, typically 50 55. are just killing each other out right now.
6: Alright, so Byers shoots in for a single, lifts the leg, and Roy kicks out. Looking for head control. Meyer stuffs. They separate. You know, it's one of the things as far as that uh, Kaysen and and, and Meyer, even though they're different weight classes, Ritten being the heavier one, uh, the bigger out of the two, they do share a similar wrestling style. Uh, you know, it's one of the things as far as the way they set up their takedowns and then their pinning combinations. Uh, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that as far as like the pinning that they they utilize? Well, I mean
0: it's just based off their setups. I would say they're both really they're both really strong attackers that tag attack clean on their feet. They're really fluid wrestlers too.
6: Oh, chicken wings are really good for them in situations. Yeah. The chicken wing and the- what, the Tulsa ride? Yep, we
0: tend to use that a lot. Yeah, Kaysen, uh actually, I would say Richard, when he was younger, he used it a lot more, but now uh, he does still do it, but not as much as he used to. But Kaysen, he's all over. So, uh, Comanche deferred to us, Elgin Heldon uh, chose bottom. We're going into the second period, still no score. So Robbie, do you guys want to talk about the importance of the first score in a wrestling match? Well, I mean,
6: here we go. I'm sorry. Alright, So As far as when it comes to overtime and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that gives you better position. I, apologize. I was just looking at it, they sit out reversal into a almost a pin. That, that was a really good combination there by Casey and yeah. So it's not like 2-0 LG. Yep. So what are we looking for right here from this position that KCG? he and he's trying to hook the arm there? Yeah, he's looking for the a bottom cross body. And now we got a reversal, a two to two. But now it's two, two Eric Roy really doing a good job of scrambling from the bottom and getting that reversal.
0: Yeah, he's heavier than Casein than too oh, okay. here, so we got a. Uh, I would say Casein's a lot more 50 pounder. So him wrestling at 57, uh this kid's gonna he's gonna have a slight advantage on top. Okay. As far as casing, he got to keep moving here. Mm-hmm. You can't slow down in Except When you slow down, that allows him to use that weight. If you're constantly moving, yeah. it's going to be harder for him to use that. Moving through the bottom, fighting hands, getting your hips out from you
6: underneath. Know, it's a lot. Hey. And there you go. So you get all those things, fought the hands, hips out. 4-2 with 18 seconds left in a second. They're definitely battling
0: out there. So is gonna get the choice going into the third.
4: And he choose the bottom.
0: Which is a smart move here. It's four two. We're in high school now, that's the difference between the the, the little league duels and the girl duels was doing earlier. They was doing minute periods. Yeah. So now we're actually at two minutes for the high school. So choosing bottom here is, is a good call because you know you get your point, you get your escape. You start working for a
2: takedown.
0: Yeah, those minute periods
6: definitely uh... it changes it changes the game a little bit, yep. I would say. And the intensity of what they have to wrestle at, you know, there's not a lot of time to, to mess around. You have to get after it.
0: Yeah, for example, like if that's a minute period, I'm I'm probably going neutral. You know, get, I'm going for the two. Right. If it's gonna take might take 30 seconds to get your one. Then you got to work on a takedown. If you do,
6: you know. To with uh, one point escape. Third period with a minute fifteen left.
0: Ooh. Mason had a solid hip lock there. They oh, just uh, slipped out of it, and Eric was able to get the two there. So now it's five four. Manchin. Man. Eric heavy on top working a paint job Ooh. Now Casey with the switch. With the switch. Looks it like he has a half. Well, he started with the half and then it slipped out. Then it slipped out. <coughs> We're at 6'5.
2: 35
0: seconds left. He needs to, still hey, to keep his hips up here, he's going to get into a bind. 20
5: seconds left. 7-6. Oh, he's
0: working to get his hips up. Looks like he got some turk on the leg there. It's going to be hard for him to move with 5 okay, seconds left. Now here's his opportunity.
3: That was a solid match, solid match. Yeah. At
4: 165, George Stephanidis
0: and Bryson Bethany. Yeah. So we got Bryson Bethany, sophomore, 165. George sat an upper. He's a junior this year. Yeah, George is a junior.
6: George T controlling the center of the mat, hand fighting, looking for an arm drive. There we go. Look for a snapshot, the duck under, get the takedown. Now they're back in the center of the ring from going out of bounds. You know, that's one of the things, George T, I just you know, just, uh, uh, I would say, a, a long history of, of combat sports in his family, right? His father was oh, yeah. a wrestler. Yeah, the, yeah. dad, the, the, Comanche, uh, the Comanche, Comanche boy. Comanche, boy. Comanche boy. Greco-Roman wrestling in college and then a uh, professional boxer. Always a presence in the wrestling room. I don't know if the older brother wrestled, but I've seen George there for the last...
0: I Nakona, Nakoda did wrestle, and Nikoda, Nakona, yeah. he wrestled when he was younger, then when he got older, he played basketball. Okay. Now you got George that wrestles, uh, Talon that wrestles, guessing. Lulu, she wrestled the night, and Rivers, and Rivers wrestled tonight.
6: Yeah. So what was that pinning combination George was looking for right there, Derek? Who would you have that? Uh, I don't know, know if he was trying to bar the arm or... I don't know what he's trying to do. He's definitely... He's got the right, chair. Yeah. He's maintaining control. Definitely head on top. He's doing a good job of keeping uh the... It's not Yeah,
0: Yeah that's what he's doing. A Trying to bat? baseball bat the arm here. That's something that So you want to keep pressure on that. Oh, he changed it up. Good control. That's just a scramble right there. Good scramble. Now it looks like he and ended up with
6: a ball wire there. Able to maintain control with that barbed wire. Yeah. Hey, it's something interesting. Cody was just going over that baseball bat control yesterday at, yep. at practice. Yeah, man. That was, uh, that was a pretty good transition, my George.
0: Like you said, baseball bat, and end up with a barbed wire there, mm-hmm. and then kind of a scramble situation.
6: This is is experience,
4: good mat mat awareness,
6: knowing where the the other wrestler is and what you need to do to adjust. So we got two seniors
0: here, David Tidwell and Jack Anglin at 175. Jack, you know, we talked about his style of wrestling last podcast. Yeah, it was a
6: good podcast.
0: It's it's an unorthodox style just because of his height, you know, he's just so big.
6: But like uh, Coach Baker was saying, it's not like he's doing anything unorthodox. He's using all fundamental wrestling. He just has to adjust for his body yes, style, Yes. you know, in, in in comparison to who he's wrestling. I mean, just, that's just a snake. He, he used a snake right into a pin. Yeah, fighting, fighting off a double leg snake to a pin. And I, I hear sometimes that. Uh, it's a fundamental wrestling move, and sometimes you don't want kids using it because they get used to it too much, right? Yeah. But in that that case, that was his textbook. Sink that in. Yeah, man. I mean,
0: it, it is a a basic, you know, move, but you know, like we've said before, Johnny Thompson won a national championship with that same move. <laughs> there you, you go. Know? Right at the highest levels. At The highest levels you got, he won a national championship. So we got Elijah
6: Morris and RJ Roberts. Uh, Elijah is a freshman, I believe.
0: Yes, Elijah's a freshman, a uh, good, strong kid. He's uh, really been helping us out in the junior high duels. This is his first high school uh, appearance, I believe. No, Weatherford was his first high school appearance. How did you do there? He won, and the kid. Oh,
6: nice. He's yeah, he got the hip lock
0: down. in there. Uh, Definitely using that hip lock. Controlling that arm. Yeah it looks like uh, RJ
6: limped arm out of it. Is what yeah. he did. Mars was able to pull away and back into neutral. Good scramble. Mars with the front headlock. There right. we we'll go. Let's do. Elijah is another one of those kids uh, singing in, in the wrestling in the room. Oh, I've got a cradle going, going on here? Look at that.
0: Yeah, so right now he's looking to put his knee inside. He needs to control that top leg so he stops kicking. Looks like he got some knee in the side. Yeah. From here that looks like a pin, but I'm assuming a uh the referee uh, yeah. is is seeing more on that other shoulder than what we're seeing. Yeah, we're we're more bird's eye view. Yeah, and a lot of times too with that cradle, what is happening is his right shoulder is actually on us over there, so it appears like he's down on our side, but really his right shoulder is on uh, us. There right oh, man. And he got it. He got the pin with nine and a half seconds left.
6: So that, the way that, the way he adjusted that cradle, if you you can correct it, he, he grabbed. He wraps his other leg around to pull his hips down as he was pulling the head and the leg at the same time. Yes. Okay. Just sound wrestling, right? Nothing special. Just getting out there and getting it done. Great job,
0: Elijah. Yeah. So here we go with Hayden Roberts, man. This dude's a uh, banger, man. One of my favorite wrestlers to watch. He ended up getting third at the Weatherford tournament. The only match he lost to was with, uh, you know, the Phoenix State champion, Mason mm-hmm. Meyer. Oh my goodness. God. And that was a good, solid match until the third. Yeah.
6: At that. At that 190 to heavyweight, so you got 190, 215, and heavyweight. Elgin seems to have a a good problem, I call it, with enough talent in that area to, to stay healthy for a while. Yeah, man, I mean, the, the way you look at it, we got potentially uh, two state qualifiers that
0: ain't gonna be able to make, that that will be, will not be able to go, you know, because, you know, we got Jason Heavyweight and then Richmond at 215, you know. Zayden Roberts doing a good job pummeling in. Oh, that's his style wrestling, man, It's his style wrestling. He got really good hits. Uh, he's really good at pumbling in. Almost looks like he's looking for a pinch headlock. Yeah. He got some really good hips too. So if, I, if this kid leaves the ground, I wouldn't be surprised. And
6: you said Zaden's a freshman? No, uh, sophomore. He's a sophomore. Zaden's a sophomore. We got Justin Mann, 215. He's a junior from Comanche. Still no points scored in the first period. But definitely a lot of fumbling and upper body wrestling, almost a Greco match. Yeah, this is not a, this is a typical uh, match for Zayden.
0: I've seen him go to
6: a, a few overtime matches. That's not uncommon for for that two fifteen heavyweight. Yeah, going Yeah, into right. overtime, double overtime. You see how he
0: limped the arm out of that? He limped arm out. That's, that's so instinctual for him. Yeah,
6: well, I mean, you know, this kid's been wrestling since. Quite oh, ever. He grew up wrestling with the, the Tatanippers. Uh, that's right. George that's is right.
0: his yeah. uncle. George Tatanippers is his uncle. So, you know, you'll see
6: a lot of similar style in all of them boys. And I'm sure they're just not wrestling in the wrestling room. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. There's a couple of sleepovers, you know, staying over at the family's yeah. house. There's probably a couple of matches going in there. Some unsanctioned boxing. So uh, going into the second Comanche Chose bottle.
0: But shout out to Justin Mann though, he seems to be a quality wrestler here. Yeah. Trying to roll out.
6: Peterson. Zagan stops it, maintains control. Look is- for the bar and a half. This would be the last match
0: of the day. They do not have a heavyweight, so it'll be a Jace Williams with a bye.
6: Zayden Zay maintaining top control. Looking for a pin, trying to flatten him out. Justin doing a good job of getting his arms and his hips back, building his base. Oh wow. Good match.
0: That was an awkward change. It looked like when he rode, he trapped his arm with his legs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
6: He 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 almost got it, it, but it it caught onto Zayden's leg and Zayden Zayden just capitalized on it. Good match. This is a really good duel. The final score is uh, 1860 Elgin. So as we get ready to wrap it up, is there anything you wanted to close out with, Derek, on this duel?
0: Everybody enjoy the holidays. Uh, we'll have another podcast coming out that, ne- next week. I'm not sure exactly who we're gonna do with. We've got a couple different ideas floating around out there, but uh ultimately everybody just hey, happy holidays. And, uh,
6: have fun with your family. Awesome. Oh just Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and support Elgin Wrestling. That's all I got. Amen.